Welcome to The Offer Letter, the podcast designed to help you, the job seeker, to perfect your interview skills. Every episode, we have a special guest here to help us decode a common interview question with me, your host and interview coach, Michael Manzano. So today's question is, share about a time where you have failed. Now, when you first hear this question, then you're probably thinking of a bunch of stories about when you failed, all of which you probably don't want to tell interviewers about. But if you think about it, then failure is a normal thing and everyone goes through it. I mean, I've failed a bunch of times. You've failed. Our guest today has failed. Your sports heroes have failed. And even Dwayne The Rock Johnson has failed once or twice in his life. But what is the right thing to say so that you don't sound like you screwed up everything? Now, speaking of The Rock, today's guest is very similar to The Rock, (laughs) (laughs) but with lots of experience as a career coach, a consultant, and speaker with the Horvath Training Institute in the States, Brian Horvath. Now, I like that he is all about helping people to know, live, and love their purpose for their careers and their finances. So, Brian, welcome to the show, and why do recruiters ask this question? Well, I think this question is asked a lot in an interview because they're looking for the interviewee um, has a chance to shine here, really. Interviewers are looking for character traits, right? And they're looking for personality types are going to match. And I kind of boil it down to what I call the five C's. And this five C's are consisting of character. You know, you got to have the right character. And, of course, talking about a time when you fail really shows your character or maybe lack thereof. You're looking for culture. Is this person a culture fit? Well, they, they flow and, and feel good and then produce. Are they someone that can have a good chemistry with their team, whether up, down, side to side, you know, 360 degree leadership? Also, charisma. How do they carry themselves, whether it's a good day or maybe not so good of a day? And then the other one is, of course, competency. Can they do the job? Right. So I think when you share about a time when you failed, that covers all those C's pretty well at a time when really most people might think of failure. I don't want to talk about that. That's a time of distress when maybe I'm not at my best. But ultimately, recruiters, interviewers ask this because these character traits, these five C's all are illuminated here. And you can really determine if they're a good match for the team. And a good way, I think, to answer it is to affirm, yes, there's times when I failed. So let me just get that really clear. And I think that shows for character, that you're you're transparent, that you're honest. And when you think about tips or tricks on how to answer this, because, man, I mean, you can see there's that little, I think, emoji that has like this big wide eye, like, ooh, you mean me? You know, I think that emoji comes across people's faces when this kind of question gets asked. But for a tip and trick, first you have to acknowledge and identify the fact that, yes, you have failed before. And then you got to determine the failure. What's the definition of that failure? And so, Michael, sometimes I put it back to the interviewer, like, well, define failure for me and see where they go from there. No, and that's perfect. And I love how you talked about those uh, five C's, because that's always important, right? The character, culture, chemistry, charisma and competency. And that's a great way to analyze this question. So, Brian, do you have any uh, great tips that you could give us on how people can answer this question? Absolutely. I think, again, back to that like emoji feeling like, oh, it seems like time has just stopped and you're all freaking out. You know, you might be sweating a little bit, honestly. You know, but I think honestly, when you when you are sweating, when you're feeling that vibe of a little bit of nervousness, that's a good thing. I think you care. You might even be in the right spot. So this is your chance to shine. And one of the ways to remember is that failure is not fatal, that you're failing forward. I think John Maxwell, great leader, 
ship author and speaker, had a book called Failing Forward. And so many great people of success have failed and they failed forward. That's the difference maker. So I think right out of the gate, sharing that, yeah, failure, not so fun. It happens. And I failed for sure, but I've been able to overcome it. And as far as reframing it or putting it back to the interviewer is you want to reframe it for them. You want to say, yeah, you know what? Those failures were obstacles in my life, but ultimately I saw them looking back and even looking ahead, how to see them now as opportunities as opposed to obstacles and uh, going from there. I think that creates a good dialogue. And that's great with uh, reframing it. And you know what? All of us have failed, you know, even the interviewers. It's easy (laughs) to think about that. I mean, they failed, too. So it's easy to think about it that way. So maybe you can relax a bit, too, because like you said, people do get very nervous during interviews. So how about this? Why don't you give us an example of a good way to answer this question? Yeah, and I think I've heard it, uh, too, Michael, one of your other podcasts as well is that great little uh, acronym STAR. So creating star stories. And you want to talk about a way to relax yourself, both as you're preparing for the interview and, of course, during the interview itself, is to have a couple star stories right there in front of you. And real quick sidebar, side tip, you know, for some reason, people feel like it's not good to look at their notes. they got to constantly make eye contact with the interviewer and all that kind of stuff. I, I say the opposite. I say bring your notes, show that you've prepared, you've done your homework due diligence, and in that little portfolio portfolio that I encourage people to bring with them or a folder, just something very basic. Um, I would say stay away from technology, go analog, not digital. So you're not fumbling with those things, but right there you have your star stories bulleted or laid out for you. And so I would answer this overcoming failure through a star story perspective where situation is the S. So if we break down the acronym star story situation, what kind of situation was encountered um, in the in the role prior. And it doesn't even have to be an employment role. It could be a volunteer role. It could be a family role. There's there's all kinds of ways to, to frame it. The next is what tasks were asked to perform. You were asked to perform what situation into then what tasks specifically in that situation were you asked to perform. And then the responsibility, the personal responsibility of the action you specifically took. And ultimately what everyone's looking for is the result. What was the end result? And I like to frame it up as, you know, how did you save the company time, save it money or help it earn revenue or make an impact, whatever the case may be, depending on what the interview is all about and what will speak their language, a part of their culture. Um, But a star story is a good way to talk this through, to take that hard word failure, but then pouring it through a star story shows how you're able to shine, how you're able to overcome the obstacle and then seize it as an opportunity. And that's great because you are the star of the interview. So talk (laughs) about those star stories. And it's always good to wrap it up in in that great way, like you were talking about with, you know, how did you save the company time, save the company money? So, Brian, those are great tips. I mean, how about uh, yourself? What have you been up to and how can people learn more about what you do these days? Yeah, I mean, I love doing this. So, again, thanks, Mike, for all the work you do on your podcast and having me on to share and And really, I think there's a hidden gem out there that a lot of people don't know about or they know about, but they're not really maximizing to its full potential and capacity. And that's this little thing called LinkedIn. You may have heard about it, right? Of course you have. You know, when I started coaching with LinkedIn in 2013, there were only, well, I say only, there were 130 million people using the platform. And then over time, Microsoft bought it and it became a lot better than what it was when I first started coaching with it. And now today, 
you know, almost 10 years, well, eight year, eight to 10 years later, there were over 700 million people on LinkedIn. And so what I share with folks is it may not be the most fun place to be. You may be thinking, I don't want to do another social media bit, but this is the largest professional network that if you're going to be found for your skill set, if you're going to find the right job with the right employer and the right opportunity, you want to be on LinkedIn. Why? Because 95% of recruiters are also on LinkedIn and they're looking to hire your skill set. If you're not on it, if you're not engaged with it, and I'm not saying you can part of all these groups and you're chatting with everybody and their mother. No, I'm saying <laughs> if your profile is not shining, if your profile doesn't have the keywords and is framed in a way that talks about what you want to do next, not just what you've done, then that's a problem that could be a failure, but it is actually an opportunity. So let's fail forward. And I help people with that through my LinkedIn web class, my ultimate LinkedIn portfolio course or profile courses. And uh, I love to have people check that out if I could share the link to that. Yeah, for sure. We'll have those links in the show notes. And definitely LinkedIn is a great way to connect. And you know what? It's a great way to connect with guests to be on your podcast as well, because that's how we connected also. Oh, so I would say one more thing. That's great, man. I think that's you just nailed it for people. They got to be out there on LinkedIn because it works while you sleep and it works while you're active on it, too. And I've had not only great connections like this with you, but also with two jobs, two roles of high impact that I may not have been found for or found myself if it weren't for LinkedIn, and I'm very thankful for that. And Brian's a pro at this stuff, so definitely check out the things that he's got going on. Always, 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 thank you so much for being on the show today, and thanks for all your help and all your tips. You got it. Thank you for serving, everyone. And thank you to our listeners for joining us today on The Offer Letter. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you can get the latest episodes. My name is Michael Manzano and join us next time as we decode another interview question so you can get your offer letter.